The glorious gospel has saved you from your sin. Now what? Last episode, we looked at the heart of the gospel, a willing savior who humbled himself to the point of death on a cross and now sits risen at the right hand of God. But now what? We should look different, which involves effort. Well, whose effort is it? Am I fully responsible for my growing? Is God fully responsible for my growing? Know the Word is a McGregor podcast that offers a relevant and refreshing focus on understanding and applying God's Word to your life. We'll discuss life-changing truths of biblical faith that comes from hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. I'm your host, Nathan Bottomley, and joining me today is Colton Chilver. Join us as we open the Bible so we can know the Word. Well, welcome, Colton. Sweet. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're glad you're here. Uh, So we're looking at Philippians 2. We're continuing in Philippians 2 today. We're going to be looking at verses 12 and 13. And before we get there, I have a question. It was in the the top here. We're talking about growth. Okay. Can you tell me a time in your life where you have undergone spiritual growth or uh, spiritual growth spurt? Yeah. Um, specifically I could recall like one of the biggest growing seasons of my life was moving to North Carolina. So I'm originally from like Fort Myers area. I've kind of just grown up here, was in Tennessee for a little bit, but I really, um, the biggest growing season was the year right out of high school. Cause I moved to North Carolina, took on the responsibility and worked at a youth camp and conference center. But the thing with that is I was coming out of a season of depression, anxiety, and just a lot of sickness. Cause I've dealt with a lot of sickness in high school. And a lot of that was just me working through that and the Lord working through that process. And it was really cool to see because at the end of the year, like people noticed a difference. They looked back and was like, Hey, like you grew during the season, but the entire time it was hard to tell. So I can look back and that's like the biggest grown season of my life so far, like 18 to 19, hundred percent. Well, praise God for that. Praise God for growth and growing in Christ likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to ask now, this is just very, very random. Which state do you prefer Florida oh, or gosh. North Carolina? I mean, North Carolina is a good in between, I guess from Canada, like it's always cold. <laughs> But that's just my assumption. Way North to, Carolina, you have like the cold seasons, but I'm also like a Floridian in my blood. Like I hate the cold. <laughs> I think people are always surprised to know when I say Canada doesn't have snow all the time. Sometimes it's nice. I don't believe that. Uh, that's fair. All right. So today we're looking at Philippians chapter two and we have gone through verses one to four talking about unity and humility. We last week or last episode, sorry, uh, looked at verses five through 11 talking about Christ and who he is. And today we come to verses. We're just going to look at verses 12 and 13 today. Uh, let's do this. Colton, do you want to read Philippians chapter two, verses 12 and 13? Yeah, I'll go for it. Wonderful. All right, this is the word of the Lord. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. All right, we see the work, the word work a couple times, and more than a couple times, just in two verses. So Mm -hmm. let me ask you this. This is my first question for you. What does it mean? Because if we're looking at, let's just start in verse 12, right? As you have always obeyed, 
So now not only in my presence, but in my absence, Paul talking, he says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What does it mean to work out your salvation in fear and trembling? Yeah. It's kind of confusing because you come to this passage and you think Paul is going to say like, work it out with joy, contentment, with fellowship, some of these main themes of Philippians. But then he actually goes into work out your salvation in fear and trembling specifically. So it's like fascinating to see why he says this. And I think this really highlights the holiness of God. Because when you look through scripture, especially if you're reading through the Old Testament, you look at the story of Isaiah, you look at the story of people interacting with the presence of God, the first thing they do is fall down in fear and trembling. So it's a positive fear and trembling we're talking about. And it's, I think even going deeper, it's like, man, it's responding to who God is and his majesty and his transcendence and how big God is. And if you have a high view of God, you have a low view of yourself, but that's healthy. That's healthy because we have to respond in a fear of the Lord, which will give us confidence in Christ. So that's how like I look at this section to see like, this is me working it out, knowing who God is. Right. So yeah, I love your answer. And it's funny, you know, as a worship leader, we look at the word fear in the Old Testament is one of the, it's like interchangeable with worship in some places. Yeah. And yeah, to fear in that old Hebrew, like Yare is the word, like just to fear the Lord is your disposition in light of who the Lord is. Well, let me ask mm -hmm. you this. So work out your own salvation. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? You know, you could get confused in this real fast of like, this could be working for salvation. Right. And that's not what he's saying. He's not saying, hey, you could do these good works, these righteous deeds to earn salvation. That's not what he's saying. But he's saying work out from the salvation you already have. So that's the main difference he's kind of setting out, you know, right. working out the salvation of, I'll give you an example. Um, one of uh, faithful brothers that helped serve at the youth group. He, uh, he used to be a professional football athlete. He was in the NFL on several different teams and he did that for years. And he was sent out from McGregor and then eventually is now back at McGregor serving in the youth ministry. And we would still look back and say, he's a professional athlete. You know, he might not be doing that right now, but that's his identity. Like he was an athlete and he still is known for an athlete. We're saying like, we are justified and we are a Christian at the initial, you know, I believe in Christ as Lord and savior and I'm saved. But then there's work to do after. It's not like we just do that one status and then we leave that. We constantly work at it. We constantly are working out that salvation. Right. So salvation attained by Christ given to us as a gift mm -hmm. is now who I am. I am saved by the person work of Christ. And now I need to do something with that. It's yeah. not just like a stamp. And now we talked about this, uh, or no, it's talked about in Romans six, right? We're not saved so that we can just mm -hmm. force grace to abound by being antinomian and just doing whatever we want lawlessly. Yeah. Right. We have to do something with it. And just to, to compliment what you've already said, I'm reminded of Ephesians two, right? That salvation is not a result of works yeah. that no man may boast, which if we take this to mean that it means we have to work for our salvation, that's directly in opposition to that passage in Ephesians two. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that. So salvation is afforded to us by Christ's work and now we have something to do about it. So, uh, 
let's, okay, that's kind of what's in verse 12. So let's take then what's in verse 13 as well. It is God who works in you both to will and work for his good pleasure. Give me, give me a little synopsis there. Oh gosh. This is one of the most confusing <laughs> things in all of theology. Like everybody, if anybody gives you an answer, combining man's responsibility and God's sovereignty, run away from them. Cause there's no direct answer. <laughs> so if they give me a firm answer, if they give you a firm answer, oh boy. <laughs> I would not like if they know what they're talking about, these, <laughs> this, how it intertwines of how God is completely sovereign. And we agree that God is completely sovereign. Right. But we also have to realize we have full responsibility for what we do. Right. Which our sin is our responsibility, right. not God's sovereignty in that place. So it's like, how does that work together? How does that go together? And we're talking about sanctification here. You know, the work of God in us, and we're also working that out as well. Right. So what does this, I mean, what does this tell us then about the desires of man, the desires of God? We could say the wills of man, the wills of God. Yeah. And again, without going entirely off the rails, because this, we could digress into hours yes. of conversation yes. here. But what, like, just looking at this passage, what do we see about those things? We know they're, they can't be conflicting in our answer at least, mm -hmm. right? Because then we, like you just said, to come down on a firm answer is rather difficult. Yes. Yeah. I think like I go to several passages to help me understand this concept, even though it's a mystery. Right. And a couple of them that really stuck out and I kind of jotted down my notes is from Proverbs. Mm -hmm. One of them says the plans of the heart. This is Proverbs 16.1. The plans of the heart belong to man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. And then Proverbs 19.1 says, many are the plans in the mind of man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So we could, in our responsibility, you know, make plans, but God is going to direct them in the end. Wait, how does that work? He's saying, don't stop making plans, but he's also not saying God is going to throw you off the course. He's saying, you know, God is going to control the outcome, but also you have responsibility. Right. And then I also go to um, Acts 2, if you guys want to check that out, it, Acts 2 and 3 are really just Peter's sermons. And there's kind of sections in there where it's highlighting Christ's crucifixion. And it was according to the foreknowledge of God. Like it was in God's sovereignty. It was in his whole plan to send Christ. But the thing is, he looks to the Jews and he's actually going through uh, Solomon's portico and he's going through, walking through there, pointing at the Jews and saying, you guys crucified Jesus. It was your fault. It's your responsibility. So it's like, it's confusing, but it's also, okay, you know, God sent Jesus for a purpose, but also the, there were people that were responsible by putting him on that cross. Right. So that's, that's the concept. And I think you could really get into... Um, two different ditches with that. Like you could either go, Hey, God is only responsible. God is only sovereign. So I'm not responsible for anything else. And right. then the other ditch is like, I'm fully responsible for everything. And God's not that sovereign. Like I'm in control of my life. God isn't. Right. So you basically highlighted these two things work together somehow. Yeah. We don't entirely know how, uh, and there's like a, I think you said there's like a bit of a mystery to it. Yeah. And that's just part of the wonder of being a created being. Yeah. So we don't fully <laughs> understand the creator, which is also a beautiful thing because we have mm -hmm. uh, forever to learn more about who he is. Well, I want to just take a moment and mention that this episode is sponsored by the McGregor Young Adult Life Group. 
if you are on the hunt by chance for a community that encourages and supports one another in the journey of following Christ faithfully, look no further. Our McGregor Young Adult Life Group is tailor-made for individuals like you. Whether you're post-college, engaged, happily married, just join us each Sunday at 9.30 as we come together to explore the wisdom of the Bible and deepen our understanding of Christ Jesus. Uh, we invite you to be a part of the McGregor Young Adult Life Group this Sunday. And that's a freestanding offer. All right, well, back back into this passage for a second. So you've highlighted for us, and I think you just said, there's two ditches we can fall off if we try and lean our answer into one of these more than the other. And that was, we can either say, okay, well, it's all my effort. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of make expendable God's power. Mm-hmm. And then the other ditch you highlighted for us is we can go, well, it's all God's effort and we can become lethargic, complacent, and not, you know, Paul, Paul talks often run the race. Well, mm-hmm. doing, he uses some, there's multiple athletic examples actually of doing them well, being disciplined. Right. And if we think it's all God's work to do as in our working on our salvation is all God's work. Yeah. Then we just become lazy. Uh, so give me a brief synopsis then how do these two verses work together and what am I supposed to do with it? Yeah. It's hard to say exactly a direct answer. Like I just told you, like right, right. if anyone gave I'm you a challenging you with answer, this, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but you're working out what God has already worked in you. Right. So you have the Holy spirit. You right. have, um, of course God working in you, but you're held responsible. And I think, and I challenge anybody to do this, the people that read Romans and I read Romans 10, because yeah. you see Romans nine talking about God's sovereignty and highlighting that in salvation. But then you see Romans 10 in his passion to preach to the, uh, preach to the lost. Like yeah. he would say, I'd rather cut myself off from salvation so that I could preach to these people and they hear the gospel. Like he said that knowing that's not the case. But he said that to say, hey, my love to preach the gospel, to evangelize is so great because of God's sovereignty. So I think to give more of a direct answer is to say, hey, like God is working in you. God is completely sovereign, but also you're responsible for your actions. Yeah. So don't don't throw that aside. Don't throw aside the work God is doing in you. Submit to that. Submit to the plan the Lord already has in you. Yeah. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing about this, this chapter, chapter two. And I think especially in light of where we were last episode, I mean, we serve a amazing sovereign God mm-hmm. who obviously, I mean, you mentioned before the foundation of the, like wanted to send his son mm-hmm. so that sinners like you and I could be counted family. We could wear his righteousness. He would take our sin nature yeah. and pay for it so that we don't have to spend an eternity in hell apart from him. Mm-hmm. And that's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing that uh, I'm just, I'm just so thankful we serve a sovereign God. <laughs> I and yet, too. Yeah. And yet doesn't mean be complacent. We should, like Paul says in other places, run the race well, do well and uh, persevere well. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, let me ask you this. Cause I, I did ask you the beginning about, you know, if, if we say God works in us and part of that then is our working out our salvation, working out what's there. Yeah. Um, if you look back at those seasons in your life where you grew, how do you know, or can you, can you give me a, a, a brief idea? How do you know God was at work in you? 
Yeah. I think one of the toughest parts is to notice when God is working in you presently, because most of the time, especially when you're going through suffering, the first thing you want to go to is like, why God, why this situation? Why is this happening? And I think now looking back, I'm 22. And that was when I was 18 going through that season a couple of years later, not that far down the road, but it's like, I look back and I'm like, okay, the Lord did use that. And I grew in my knowledge of the word. I grew in being able to live in community well, because yes, it was a youth camp and conference center I worked at for two and a half years, but it was also a place that just like pushed so many boundaries that I didn't even know I had. Like always being relational. Like that was one of the big components. That was not something I really learned at home. That wasn't something I really like naturally was a relational person. So it's like those boundaries, like just, uh, or those walls just slowly came down in my life. And now looking back, I'm like, I could credit to the foundation that was placed in the word of God, the way I started reading God's word, the way I was shown to study God's word during that time. Like I could credit that pretty much to that year, to that one year that just a huge growth spurt. And I mentioned this already, like people noticed I grew during that year, but the entire time I was like, well, I feel like I'm so stagnant. I feel like I'm going nowhere. But now looking back, I'm like, okay, the Lord used those situations. The Lord used the friends in my life to get me through that season. Yeah. So, well, praise God for that again. I mean, just praise God that we can grow and he's, I mean, I just think it's such a wonderful thing that he is sovereign and I'm, I'm kind of glad I don't know everything. (laughs) sometimes i wish i did uh but no i mean for real i mean it just what a wonderful what a wonderful thing and yeah no you know what thank you so much for talking through these verses and helping us understand how these work together uh and so i pray that it is true of us that we diligently and thoughtfully convictionally uh recognize that we are privileged to work out our salvation uh, in light of what god has done in us and continues to do through us Awesome. Might we have attitudes of humility as we do that. All right. To our friends that are listening, we trust you will let the word of Christ dwell in you richly this week. No matter how you are getting this episode, be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a comment or review. It really helps us out. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and be sure to check out our other McGregor Podcast channels. Just head over to knowthewordpodcast.com for all of the details. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.